What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of From Broadway to Belmont. I am your host, Chris DeSellams, and with me, as always, is my wonderful co-host, Kevin Koff. Kevin, jump in. Say hello. What's up? Good to be back. I feel like it's been uh, a weirdly long time. Feels like a lot has happened in the league and in the world over the past week, but good to be back talking with you, Chris. Not yeah, that I good. don't text you about things that happen every day, but... <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I, I, I Honestly, hand up. Um, credit to me. I barely got through that intro i almost forgot the name of this podcast for like point six <laughs> seconds i like got to the, the, the like the introduce the show part and i was like what is the name from of our show <laughs> i was like from and then it came to me and i was like that, that would have been so embarrassing if i had fucked that up we would have just had to keep it in at that point just roll oh yeah it, absolutely it's been a lot of episodes you know you say the same thing every time it it gets jumbled up it's like when you say a word over and over again it doesn't sound like a word anymore so credit, credit to me for for powering through that and you know being able to finish. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, <laughs> good to be back though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean a lot's happened. We got a lot on the docket today. A lot of, a lot of um, random stuff that doesn't nothing correlates or no big stories, but uh, a lot of random tidbits, I would say. A lot. Of, the biggest story to come out of the past week. I was almost a billionaire. Unfortunately, yeah. I, well, I I wish you were, but Me was too. is the key word there. I was looking yeah. forward to being a salaried employee of from Broadway to Belmont, but oh, yeah, that does not seem to be the it. case anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I was talking, I was joking around with my boss about it today, and she was like, "Oh my god, were you like thinking about quitting?" And I was like, "Are we on the record? Or are we off the record?" And she's <laughs> like, "This is off the record." I'm like, I, "For a brief two seconds, I did think about it." Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, how could you not? Yeah, I mean, I was I was deep into a I'm deep into a a crypto right now, and some website fucked up. They had a glitch, and uh, I have 127 million tokens of this crypto, and it, it it's it's worthless. It's not even worth a penny. It's worth like <laughs> there's like five zeros before the first actual number. Yeah, and um, yesterday the price jumped up to sixty six dollars a coin or a token. <laughs> so I had. Thirty-five billion seven hundred fifty-two million three hundred thirty-two thousand six hundred twenty-two dollars and twenty-one cents. I was going to buy the NHL. I would have bought, bought the entire league. We did the math, and you could have at that point because even if the most valued team, spoiler, is worth just over a billion, like you could you could have bought the whole team. Oh, the I could have bought, I could, I could, I bought the Rangers. I, I would have put a bit of five billion dollars in. <laughs> that just set set some precedent there but yeah yeah it's a shame i was looking forward to making six figures doing a podcast but um i guess i'll have to stay doing my normal things sadly and so soon come we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll circle back in a year when we're <laughs> when we're podcasting live and like oh uh, yeah the, definitely the, some sea in italy on my like 200 foot yacht <laughs> with a pool sure in it. So. We, don't, we don't even swim in the ocean we're swimming in the pool in the yacht I respect that. That's does the pool have salt water or fresh water though? Uh, the, these are the questions you got to answer. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So you, you have a, like, you have a year to like, think about it. So. I feel like with thirty five billion dollars, I could like I, like I'm just imagining it. Like still, <laughs> I'm only twenty five. I'm like I could probably burn through a lot of that money, but I'm like it's also thirty five billion. So dollars. much money. Like they so like like I want to in my head think I could I like I'm like oh there's no way like I die with money left and I'm like no like I'd probably die with like fifty like I don't even think I would I don't, burn through twenty billion dollars. Like, I probably I don't think I don't think you burn through one billion dollars. Yeah, no, that's the thing. I would probably <laughs> die with thirty four billion dollars in my. <laughs> state like i yeah i genuinely just don't think that's even so a, like, much that, money that, that number is just insane to think about well what's the difference between a thousand sorry the difference between a million and a billion is about a billion so yeah. it's i don't even i can't even comprehend what i want you to literally buy a, a team that's the only way i could think of you burning through that money that would be the biggest burn but I would be able to make my money back pretty <laughs> yeah. quickly, or at least like a portion of it. Like if I put yeah. a five billion dollar bid in for the Rangers, I'm sure I'm only realistically down three at that point because they're worth two. Yeah. So if I buy them at five, I've increased <laughs> the value by three. So the next person that buys has Stonks. to do five or more. Stocks. <laughs> Especially if they win a cup, but but me buying that team would be I would just be a menace to society. I think you should just buy the Rangers for yourself and buy the Islanders for myself, and then we just see who makes the worst team at that point. A just real see how life, bad things a go. real life NHL franchise mode. <laughs> Basically, what it is. So you're telling me you don't I'm, want a first round pick for Connor McDavid? Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm just constantly offering teams like Libor Hayek straight <laughs> up for other guys. <laughs> 
I'll throw like uh, cash compensation in. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll raise your salary cap a hundred million. Yeah, facts. What are they gonna do? It's like, hey, I'll give you a Libra Hayek and a billion dollars for Connor McDavid. You, do they do I'll they say you, no? <laughs> yeah, I'll give you. I'll give you the rest of Connor McDavid's salary. I'll pay the rest of Connor McDavid's salary, and I'll give you Libor Hayek. So, so <laughs> you're, you actually are up in this trade. You've you've only lost one player, and now you're up in this trade. Hey, Banks. Hey, there you go. But yeah, if only. Unfortunately, it was only a glitch. Yeah. You hate to see it. You hate we'll, to see it. We'll circle back next to you when, when it's, it's yep, real. Definitely. But um, but yeah, no, uh, kind of going into the, the, the money talking since I've mentioned the Rangers. Um, yes. They're the most valued team in the uh, NHL this year, which is crazy to me because I think for the, like the last few years it's been Toronto. I can't um, believe Rangers, it's not. I, I know the Rangers are like big time, but man, I cannot believe it's not Toronto. It, it The fact that it's not Toronto kind of makes me – believe and hate the fact that maybe Batman is correct and COVID did affect <laughs> some of these owners more than we think. Oh, I mean, it's like probably. Toronto. Because I don't know what last year's numbers looked like, but um, the Rangers are always usually number two and then Toronto's number one. And they just kind of flip this year. is always up um, there too. Well, the um, five out of the six teams are original six teams, which really doesn't surprise me. I think this year, I think it went the Rangers, Toronto, Montreal, Chicago, and the Bruins. Maybe uh, that yeah. bottom three. Maybe that the, three to five is up a little there different. Too. Yeah. Detroit, I think, was nine this year. I don't even really. Think they, that's, they a big, that's a big fall for them. Uh, I guess tough times for the, uh, the, the the club themselves with the players, mm-hmm. but they'll be back soon enough. They'll be back up there. Anyway. Penguins got to be up there too. They just got they just got acquired. Big price tag, yeah. I know Freeman was saying now that a lot of teams are uh, sniffing around to see what their price tags are. It's like, oh, jeez. Which is like concerning because like I know this is an issue with with soccer and I mean that's or or football if you want to call it that. Nice. Um, <laughs> like the, a lot a big issue with like uh, the, the Premier League is is a lot of people with a lot of money, um, especially like. Um, like oil money and like people who are oil tycoons in like the Middle East who are worth hundreds of billions of dollars are buying teams. And um, they're saying like the issue with like soccer now is that you have owners who have so much money and they just have money to blow. So they're just buying talent and making these, yeah. it's like it's it not an organic thing with the team. And I don't think this is going to be a thing with hockey just because I think soccer is on a completely different no, scale don't compared to close. hockey. But um you know, if this, maybe this goes down the path. And it's also, you know, the guy who, who bought the team, you know, he is an American guy, I believe, because um, he owns the Red Sox and they just bought Liverpool. So it's not, it's not like it's an outside, you know, it's not like someone who's not American buying the team. But, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe a few years down the line we'll start seeing, you know, these, these people with hundreds of billions or more than a few billion dollars getting into these organizations and, Saying fuck it, if the league's not going to raise the salary cap, I'm going to raise it. You know, let's let's figure out what the, the CBA. Stop crying yeah. poor if you're a billionaire. You know, spend your money so you could win. <laughs> yeah, which would be not. great for the fans until it turned on them because you yeah. know someone like someone with two hundred billion dollars would buy the Rangers and just be like, you know what, I'm buying everyone. Like that's, that's the problem. The yeah, yeah. I, it makes it impossible to rebuild. Like the teams in like you look at the. League in Spain with Barcelona, who's a bad example now, but like Real Madrid or some of the big clubs like uh, it'd Juventus. be like the Yankees in like the late nineties, early two uh, thousands, yeah. where it was like George Steinbrenner didn't care how much money he had. To, his checkbook was always blank, and he would just hand you know these big free agents a pen and say, "Put whatever number you want on there. <laughs> I will sign you for it for however long you want." And it's like that's and and it worked at the time. I mean, obviously they haven't been the same since. Yeah. Well, 2008, yeah. 2009, but like, and it's a little different because you know it's 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 a whole different league, and it's it, the money's a little different, and they don't have a salary cap and everything. But you know, um, it's it's the same issue where it's like you have an unlimited payroll. People are going to take advantage of it. I, the NHL is never. I mean, no. it's crazy that they didn't have a salary cap until I think after the '94 season. Yeah, I guess the the demand for I don't think they had the money to by these high-priced players, but it makes rebuilding impossible, which is kind of what bothers me. Like, you look at Arizona, who already doesn't get enough players and enough talent, and you see the teams in the MLB, like the Rays or the Padres, who I guess they're 
Padres are probably a bit different now. They're a bit more attractive of a destination. But like the Diamondbacks, they're who who are they to compete with the Yankees with this this crazy money? So I don't know. I don't really like it because it makes they, it impossible yeah, to like compete. The, but it's going to be interesting to see how it they, goes in the future. Yeah, like the only thing is if you had someone like super rich jump into one of these teams, where like a state team that like doesn't have like like if someone who was uber rich decided to buy the coyotes and took the no state no state income tax to his advantage like that's maybe the only reason you would kind of get players to go there it's like and arizona is a nice place to live um in like the big cities outside of that it kind of gets a little sketchy but um because you're just in the middle of the desert um, <laughs> and there's no there's just no state income tax so if you're you're telling people oh uh i i you know i can give you 15 million dollars a year Guys are gonna be like, okay, where do I sign up? But that's just not it's, gonna happen. It's never, it's never going away. So it's kind of a move point. <laughs> but yeah, um, most valuable team, there most valuable go. team, two billion dollars. Congrats to James Crazy. Dolan and and the MSG uh, Corporation. Um, hopefully, you guys sell the team soon. <laughs> but yeah, cool. all right. Um, yeah, COVID is in the league and it's ruining it. The Olympics are pretty much done, and um, Matt Barzell yeah. is COVID. Doesn't uh, doesn't. I mean, in the last what we're, we're recording this on Wednesday this week, so it's right before the Rangers game with the Coyotes at nine o'clock, and it seems like in the past two days there's been probably about fifty to sixty COVID cases across the NHL. Barzell being one of them. Um, the Islanders just played the Red Wings last night, who had two players. Confirmed positive today, or they're in protocol today. The Flames' whole team is out. The Predators are getting hit hard. The Hurricanes are getting hit hard. They're like short, and I don't know. They're a lot to travel back to Carolina for some reason. But anyway, um, Nashville it just got hit see- too pretty bad. Yeah. They had six guys and six coach or six members yeah. of the coaching staff and everything. Oilers, got it, which is concerning to me because the Rangers literally just played them the other day, and then played Colorado and are playing Arizona tonight. So it's like. Uh, no one on the Rangers has tested positive yet, but and at this point, I, I think it's been five days since they played, so if no one's showing symptoms, I would have to unless everyone is asymptomatic. I would have to assume that no one tested positive. But um, I feel like it's, it's more team to team than, or more like team within the team to like how uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I buy how much like you can transmit it from like just passing by a player on the ice. Unless no, you're, yeah, like, really yeah, close. It's, it's still a little concerning. You're in the building. It could be, yeah, you know, no. so that that's what concerns me more. And I mean, it's been three days, so hopefully um, we'll find out tomorrow or Friday when the Rangers play Vegas. Um, if they, uh, if anyone has COVID, but um, definitely uh, not a great spot to be in for them. And it kind of begs the question also. So this is like one of the points I wanted to bring up. The, they canceled the Flames for having seven guys. It got much worse. They got up to like 18. Daryl Sutter, their coach, and their whole staff is out. They have like five guys not on protocol at this point. They canceled the Hurricanes after I think six or seven guys. So there was a lot of outrage amongst Islander fans. I think kind of rightfully, but it makes me wonder, did the NHL learn from the situation? Or to your point before, did they kind of realize that at this point, I think a lot of the players, including we were talking about before the podcast, Eric Carlson said he's not going to the Olympics. Robin Leonard says he's not going. I'm sure there's many more in that cohort that's not going. So did they learn from the Islanders and how poorly it went when they had to play with nine guys out because of COVID? Or are they saying, hey, there's less, we have this whole month off to make something happen and kind of rework the schedule since it doesn't look like we're going to go to the Olympics probably at this point. So do we just cancel games more quickly? Um, I think it's probably that. And it's definitely frustrating on behalf of the Islanders because of the timing of everything happened. But yeah, I, 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 I think it's a little bit, um, it's, it's the Islander situation is a little different from my perspective, just because I think the owners probably talk to Batman because I think Batman probably did want to cancel games if, if the island if the if COVID had hit the Islanders as hard as it did it was especially bad with like injuries too. and stuff yeah, yeah it was just the, the timing was bad um there's a lot of there would have been a lot of lost revenue there if they canceled games as soon as you opened this brand new arena that's been being built for what two years yeah yeah that's a that's a tough one for sure so the the owners were definitely like fuck it we're playing games but um, I definitely think 
it wasn't a great look for the NHL to let these this team play these games. And I definitely think they took that into account. Like, look at what happened to a yeah, team like the Islanders, so. who we let them, you know, their owners said, hey, we're going to. And, and the and Sharks, again, this is, on the this record, is all, and the Sharks. I don't want to dismiss, yeah. like, just the Islanders. But the Sharks have the same problem, but continue. But, like, this is, and it's hearsay whether the owners actually, you know, said we're playing these games. Yeah, we don't, need, assume, we don't know anything. I have to assume at this point they said, fuck it, we're playing the games. But, um, yeah, I guarantee a lot of people in the NHL were like, well, look at what happened to the Sharks. Look at what happened to the Islanders. It's like they, they went on this skid. Um, the fans are going to be unhappy. So it's like, you, yes, you lose money in the short term when it comes to – or revenue is a short term opening a new arena. But wouldn't you rather cancel a couple games, build the hype up a little bit more in the, in the Islanders situation and – Bring in more win revenue a, and win a like, few games. Yeah, on top now of that, because it's, it's now, and you're going to lose that revenue down the line if you don't make playoffs in this new building. So it's like, yep, you're you. There wasn't really a great opportunity um, for for anyone, and I think the only way if I, I think the the smartest thing anyone could have done was been like we're canceling games. Um, if, if the players want to go to the Olympics, they can, but it's on them. And if they get COVID or not, they know what's going to happen to them. They got to spend five weeks in China, and the IFH has only put five million dollars aside for guys. Um, so, better hope no one who has a big uh, salary gets COVID. Um, and I feel like a lot of guys would just be like, "Nah, I don't want. I don't want to risk it. You know, I'd rather play my full season here." And if and a lot of guys have young families, they said exactly. like Alex, Alex Petrangelo came out today and said that I I'm already taking off two weeks for the Olympics. And if I get stuck there, say I test positive for COVID the last, you don't see your family two for like days, two months. You're not going to see them for seven weeks. Like that's kind of crazy at that point. So, and I think, you know, if for teams like, um, Carolina, Calgary, the Islanders, um, any other team that's facing these huge COVID outbreaks where they're postponing games, you could just say, you know what, like the NHL could just come out and be like, you know what, we're sorry, guys. We know it's upsetting, but we're, we're just going to skip the Olympics this year. There's way too much that can go wrong here. And the alter- and what you could do is instead of trying to fit these games in um, during the break or and shorten the season, that's going to be tough for a lot of these teams um, who have built uh, – with other teams in their building, when multiple teams use the building, you can just look at the teams that um, have a building to themselves or find a neutral site and just be like, okay, all the postponed games are going to be played here. We're just playing through this two week, this three week gap we've basically bought ourselves um, because of the Olympics. If they said, fuck it, we're not going to the Olympics. And I feel like guys would just be like, yeah, okay, that's eh, fine. They're like, still away from home, though. I don't know if I necessarily. Agree I'm with not that saying one. You, I'm not saying you have to bubble them. I'm just saying, you know, in order to, it would uh, you have two weeks. How many games did, if if you postpone a week for the Islanders games? How many games you missed? Three. They missed. So in that two, two week the two week span, you could just go. Okay, the Islanders are the only team who play in UBS Arena. We're gonna figure out if the if if we don't go to the Olympics, we're just saying okay, whatever games they missed, we're just gonna f- try to fill them in during this two-week gap with the teams that they missed them with. That's it's what tough, I'm saying. It's a, yeah, it's a tough situation because I, 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 just, I just don't know what – they I feel like there's no right way for them to do this, and I feel like there was no right way for them to go about the cancellation because I think everybody has a right to be kind of angry, like which I think you kind of alluded to for sure because it's like, oh, like why did the Islanders have to play with nine guys out and the Sharks have to play with 11 guys out if the Flames have five guys out and they have to play? But I don't know. I don't think that – the Olympics going there as much as I would love it. I mean, I don't want to not, I don't want to watch a bunch of fringe NHLers play at the Olympics rather than Connor McDavid, but I don't think it's the smart move at this point for them to send them. And I think a lot of players recognize that, but like, I don't know what the other option is in terms of making sure that these games get made up because you really can't tack them on in May because they can't keep doing this every year. And I don't want to get into like the whole semantics of it, but I don't think this is going to go away at all. So we're going to do this every winter and just be like, oh, guys have COVID, cancel games. Now all of a sudden, if they move regular season games into May, the season gets post like postponed or pushed back another month, and then you have the draft in late July, and the training camp starts late. It's just it's never going to fix itself. So I don't know like what you have to do. Thank God I'm not the one making these decisions, but I think it's just kind of ridiculous overall to kind of have to figure this out. And then, like you said, I don't know if I necessarily agree with the whole 
arena thing. I think it's like a in a vacuum. It's a probably the I like the way to go. But I feel like teams are going to be upset. Like, why do I have to play at this neutral site when I should be getting home games? And especially when they want to make up money from the pandemic. But that's just kind of my. Well, I'm just I'm just thing. I'm just speaking more so. Um, if like the continue if it, the problem like continue if no if, I hear you, you know if if teams you know have because because the issue is if you want to make up postponed like the, and that that's the point I'm trying to make is if um teams that play in an arena that other teams play in most most basketball and hockey teams play those are the two teams that would be in the same arena for the most yeah. part or, or if there's concerts or other events in these arenas which is probably all of them basically <laughs> yeah exactly so th- those have already been scheduled um yeah. especially during that two week gap so so that's the only reason why I'm like hey if you just travel to a neutral site for both teams and play a game um and you make up the game in this two week span then you're good. You could still every everything for the the, the teams who are behind in games. They catch up, um, and you, you can go on. The, the season can go on without a hitch. Um, or you could just go. Okay, you know what? Um, all the teams that if if you had a game postponed, you're gonna have to play during the two week period. And, and yeah, that's gonna piss guys off because they're gonna be like, well, why don't why don't I get a two week break? And it's like, well, unfortunately, the team you were supposed to play got COVID, and your game got postponed. So this is the other only other option we have. Um, I don't know. I feel it's a, like it's a whole mess. I mean, there's really yeah, no I mean, right it's answer. A, it's, a, it's a big mess at this point. I don't think anyone. I don't think the, the anyone's going from the NHL to the Olympics. I'd be surprised if players ended up going. Um, there might be a few that are like, "Fuck it, I'm going." But um, oh, for sure, there's going to be a a way either way. I, I just like I, I. The Olympics are cool. I just feel like the regular season is definitely more concerning. And I know Elliot Freeman mentioned he was like, "At what point do you have to just kind of." forego the salary cap in some sense and give guys or give a team an extra five million dollars and say hey build a taxi squad and you're playing no matter what kind of like last year just be like yep you can carry eight extra guys five six extra guys and you're if you get covid you're playing i think that's gonna have to be the case at some point because it's yeah, just wild that, that's that's another option out there i think it's always not um, for this year which doesn't solve the problem that we're talking about but <laughs> yeah i don't know i just i just, i also feel like just the like the way a lot of the owners are like these like we're saying, like these uber rich guys who have money to spend um, are crying poor and like, well, the players owe us five billion dollars. It's like, I don't know who cares? It's like, why? Like they're they're only making a couple million. It's like you have billions of dollars put away. You could afford the like the net loss across thirty two different owners. It's like realistically, how much money is that across thirty two different guys? It's like they don't owe <laughs> you that much money. <laughs> I, I I wish I understood how any of that CBA stuff worked. I don't know how the players I like owed them. Money, I don't understand but. how the NHL has like one of the worst CBAs in the league. It's like it just seems like anytime they have talks about it, it's like it ends up the play like the players agree on all these things. They're like we want this, this, and this, and it's like this looks worse than it was before. Yeah, I don't. Every time after you, you when I think when you have three lockouts in the last what uh, that would be less than twenty years. No, a little bit over 20 years, excuse me. It's 2021 now. Jeez, 1994 is not that long ago, or it is that long ago. Like, how do you not get it right after a certain point? Can we not come to some agreement? It's all greed. I mean, it's all it is. It's all people being greedy. Oh, and- yeah, absolutely. And I and I, and I just think, like, Bettman's done a lot of good things in the, in, in his time as commissioner. He's brought a lot of teams in. Um, he's done a lot for the sport, introducing a lot of the outdoor games, Winter Classic, all that stuff, spreading the game and everything, and but he's also for every one thing that he's done that's good, he's done probably two to three that have just been bad for the league and just just haven't progressed, haven't progressed it further than it than it should be. And it's just like at a certain point, I I, I just I I just don't know when the players going to be like enough is enough. Like we have to kind of take the league back because. The owners got us by the balls. It's like they have absolutely no power. It doesn't really seem like they have much say in regards to anything, and it's just it's just a disaster. Yeah, I don't know. That's thankfully, like I said, not for us to decide. <laughs> nope, just for us to complain about. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, also complaining about COVID. Uh, like we said, Matt Barzell is COVID, so he's stuck in Detroit. It's just a season from hell, man. I mean, what can you really say at this point? Just between the road trip, COVID, you think you're finally out of it, finally out of the woods. You know, the owners are – I'm not going to say they're finding their stride. They lost to Detroit, and they also lost to um, Nashville since we last talked. But they beat the Devils, so that was good. Uh, that was a good game. But 
they weren't fighting their stride, but now Barzell's out with COVID. That's like their only offensively driving forward. So that's done. And then you have your top prospects who you're excited to see who's progressing really well on his new team in um, – I forget what team he's on in Finland, but uh, Atu Ratu, uh, which I think how you pronounce it. There's always people saying Atu Ratu and whatever. But – and now he's his team has COVID in Finland, so he can't go to the World Juniors. So I'm just I'm just so sick of it. It's it's just like such a bad season. Nothing is going right, and it just like seems like a wash. But uh, I guess that's kind of the latest COVID COVID updates from the Islanders. Just everybody, uh, everybody's getting it. Just a tough scene. Yeah, definitely, definitely just a. It's just um, it's, I, it's just a, a bad season. It's just it's just not a fun season. What should have been like a really fun <laughs> yeah. season for the Islanders, you know, new barn and all this stuff. Like it's just it hasn't worked out. Nothing has gone right. Every time it seems like something goes right, something bad is is not too far behind. Yeah, you know, yeah, the, the Islanders start winning. A, they're stringing together a couple wins here and there. Barzal gets COVID. <laughs> yeah, uh, Rati can't play in the in the World Juniors. It's just yeah. like uh, just time to call it, a wash. Like at when, this point. When, yeah, at this point you're just it's just like let's just keep the tank going and try to get into the top five at this point. Yeah, I I, I don't even know what the plan. You're you're so locked into so many people too next year that there's so little room for improvement outside of your left-hand defenseman, which you obviously have to replace Chara with next year. If, if they start next year with Chara, I, I give up. But anyway, uh, I don't know who you even – you really, I, really, I honestly – like, like I th- like I think he's changing his game to just be, he hasn't a, been bad. <laughs> a fighter. Yeah, it's what he's got to do, I guess. He hasn't been bad. That's the thing. Like, he's he's – He's been better. He's just not. No, nobody moved the puck up. Yeah, and that, that that's the issue though. He hasn't been yeah. bad. He's sticking up for players. And if I'm Lou or 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 Trotz, and he's a guy that has vet, he brings in this veteran leadership and this veteran presence, and he's not afraid to to chuck him if he needs to. And uh-huh. he's not the worst defenseman on the. T- and he might be one of he the worst is, on but. the team. But like in, in you know some people's eyes, they're like, oh well, he provides this this and this which he, he does he, he probably gets another deal probably i especially with how much they love their veteran presence i'd say probably but it's just like it, it was pretty evident in the detroit game last night if you watch every single time he was on the ice no matter where they were on the ice they could be on the left side right side the puck went into that left corner when char was on the ice and they attacked him and detroit sent their guys like lucas raymond and robbie fabry and Nemesnikov and larkin and who got to the puck first I thought that's, it was going to be Detroit. Like, that's the issue is that, like, when, when he's on the ice and you're playing these young teams, the guys who yeah. are so fast and he's 20 years older then, it's like, yeah, they're going to beat you to the puck. Yeah. I, uh, sure, you're seven foot on the ice, but you're 41, 42 <laughs> years old. He's, he's 44. He's not 34. 45. I know. You know, Lucas Raymond's not even 20. You're 24 yeah. years older than him. He's got Forget wheels it. on him. He's going to yeah. win the Calder. It's like, no, <laughs> no shit he's going to beat you to the puck. Yeah. So they got to figure that out for sure. And then, I don't know. Like you said, they, I think they should tank. But number one, I don't, quite frankly, everybody likes to yap their mouth now about trots, which we talked about on the podcast. I think it's ridiculous. But I really don't trust him nonetheless to play a youngster from the top five, especially if his name is not Shane Wright, who's not NHL ready, like another one of the guys. I think Shane Wright would step in right away. But I don't think, A, they play him, and B, I don't know where you even play him. The only option you really have is to either let Parise go, which I think he's been really good, quite frankly. Uh, he gets a bad rap. Or you make Martin the 13th forward, and you put Parise down with Zizekas and Clutterbuck, which honestly probably works better because Martin seems a little bit washed up. But – I don't know. There's too many answers. That's definitely a subject for another podcast. Me trying to rebuild the whole entire Islanders team by myself, but uh, <laughs> things are not not looking too hot. But uh, we'll see. And then honestly, the only the last thing I'll bring up about the Islanders, so we can switch to the Rangers. Uh, besides their win, Noah Dobson looks great. Uh, sorry for slandering him earlier this year. That's on me. He's got three goals in four four games, five games now. He's like a point per game. I think the extra little bit of confidence helped him. But we talked about that last week. And the last thing, uh, which will probably take a minute or two. I can't believe this happened this week because it feels like this week's been five years long with everything that's happened. But uh, Anatoly Goishev uh, terminated his contract mutually with the Islanders uh, last Wednesday, so we could go today, and went back to Russia. And everybody was lost their freaking minds. I mean, this guy, no offense. I think they should have given him a shot. We talked about this. like When the Rangers 
came into town and the Penguins came into town and the Islanders had nine guys out on COVID. I think you absolutely have to give him a shot, but I mean, my God, the guy had six points in, or seven points in 15 AHL games. He was averaging less than a shot and a half per game. And you guys have guys like and- Andy Andrahoff, who's averaging 2.7, I think, shots per game in the AHL. And that's where most veterans in the AHL who are AHL mainstays average out it's averaging a shot less i don't know i, I think you should have given the shot but people were losing their minds like they Ilya kovachuk just left for russia but i thought that was really stupid um i think they should give him the shot but the fact that people think they're losing something special i think is really outdated quite frankly yeah what was he like a third round pick yeah like third or fourth the, the guy's round 26 pick. he was drafted in like 2014 <laughs> like oh my god there's just guys that are really built for the KHL. I think there's a lot of skilled guys in the KHL, but we also have guys like Nigel Dawes, who I believe is the all-time leading scorer there, and he was a Ranger, and he was like a fourth-line grinder. So I don't know how much stock I put into the KHL ever. Um, looking at you, Vegas, with uh, Vadim Shapachyov, that was that his name, right? Something like that. The guy that they signed, that's one of them. Or remember Nikita Gusev, who was supposed to be better than Artemi Panarin? The next Artemi Panarin. The KHL. Yeah. yeah, so I don't put I will, stock into it. I will it. never forget or let Devils fans live down the fact that when they yeah. signed him, they were like, oh, my God, we got to steal. He's he's like, <laughs> he's he's literally on Artemi Panarin's level, if not better. And he, look how much he – Ridiculous. Like, Are Ridiculous. you serious? Like, let's tone Dude, it back you, a bit. You never get guys like that. Like, really, the only instance I think of recently – I'm probably wrong. Somebody's going to call me out for this. Of a guy coming over that's 24-plus years old or – 23 plus years old that's been really dominant in the NHL from the KHL is Artemi Panarin. I don't know the last guy who's done it. There's been guys coming out like when they're 17, 18, like Ovechkin, Tarasenko, all those guys, obviously, but like an older guy, I don't know when the last good guy was that came out of there. I think, yeah, I think Panarin was like 25 when he came over. 26. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. only been in the league for like six years or so, yeah, like, it was like just, seven years or so. It's crazy. I think he won the Calder in 2016, I want to say. Yeah, the 15, or the, yeah, the 15, 16 season. He, People lost their won, mind. I don't think he won. Yeah, they did. I don't think he won a cup with them. So, yeah. No, he didn't. It was right after their third cup. It's only his seventh NHL season. <laughs> yeah. He played there for, yeah, he played there for two or three years, and then they didn't want to pay him, so they traded him. They re-signed him to a small deal, traded him, and then uh, he left Columbus. Um, yep. He, I think this is his third season with the Rangers. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's been three seasons, right? That's wild. But, yeah, it's just like, I don't know. I think it's a bunch of bunch of mumbo-jumbo, but I can't believe that happened this week also. But that was just my – I post about it on Twitter a lot. Uh, so if you like are dedicated follower, you probably saw it. But – I think it's a bunch of garbage that people are freaking out about it. But it is a shame that he didn't get a shot. I think he probably could have gotten it, especially with the COVID, but that's okay. Isn't um, – how old's Kaprizov? Is he like 20, 21? He's pretty young too, yeah. I think he's like I 23. Thought it, I thought it, oh, yeah. So, I mean, he's – what is this, his second season? So, he, he yeah. came in a little little older than well, yeah, that is, that's a good most one too, prospects. Yeah. Older than most, yeah. Okay, so he's 24. Yes, that's a good example. So, he's 23 when he came over. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, uh, yeah, and he's he's another guy that I felt like um, up until last year, like when he kind of like tore it up, everyone was like, uh, at least Wild fans were like, when is this kid gonna come over? Yeah, um, kind of also like um, different different players, different positions, but kind of like Sorokin and Shestorkin too. It's like those. I think Shestorkin's twenty six now. His first season was twenty five. Like that was his rookie yeah. year. Yeah, I think goalies are a bit different. Yeah, like yeah, just, I mean, just I, yeah, like, they're a little different, but it's like yeah, it's still in that same yeah, no, for sure sentiment of these. Yeah, it's like Russian guys. You you're never really. That's the thing. You never are really sure when your Russian prospects are going to come over if they're not like top five picks that yeah. um, are surefire hits, and like you're you're never really sure. And that's why I guess some teams stay away from Russian prospects because it's like, yeah. yeah, well, if we draft you, we want you to play. But, you know, if you're like, nah, I'm going to stay in the KHL. Like, I like it over here. I want to just be a KHL the rest of my life. It's like, all right, well, we just, you know, we, we're we not going to get that pick back. So I guess that it's it's a, yeah kind of like a – It's a risk. It's, yeah, huge risk. But, um yeah. I'm looking at some of these KHL top scorers and just garbage NHL players, quite frankly. But that's okay. Anyway, but that's all I had about the Islanders. I mean, just been a really weird week. I'm um, happy they beat the Devils. Uh, I got to actually watch that game, so that was nice. But um, first of all, UBS, that's also the other thing. Too. Yeah, yeah. pumped by the Flyers. But yeah, it was nice to see them get a win at UBS. Uh, my parents were there, so I'm sure they enjoyed that. But um, 
yeah, nice to see them finally win one on home ice. Zach Frise got his first goal as an Islander, much deserved on his dad's birthday. So a couple of feel-good stories there before they lost to uh, Detroit last night. But uh, good to see them finally, I guess, break the break the curse of, of UBS. But, yeah, I think it's better for, for the Isles. Uh, what happened, how about the Rangers this week? Um, well, uh, kind of like I mentioned last week, I was I was on a roll with um, my lock of the week from two episodes ago. I said the <laughs> Rangers would go uh, four and two in their next six games. Um, they went five and one out of those six games. They beat Philly, San Jose, Chicago twice, lost to Colorado, and then beat Buffalo, uh, which it should have probably went to overtime. I think. Um, a lot, Buffalo was complaining about that call, but it's like, who cares? Like, it's your Buffalo. It's like, who who cares? A um, little bit of a skid um, recently. They lost. It's not even really a skid. They had a one nothing loss to to Nashville, and they outplayed Nashville um, for forty minutes. That first period they played was pretty bad, um, but that was about it. Like, they dominated Nashville the next two periods. I think Nashville had a combined eleven shots those next forty minutes. Jeez. Um, I also forgot but, so I total sign out before you continue speaking of Nashville just because I want to get out there. Andres also gave up a goal with nine seconds off against Nashville, so that sucked. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, it's just it, it, it's like it, it, and, and some people are reacting like the Rangers got absolutely pumped by by Nashville, but it's like it was a one nothing loss, and the only reason why they lost was because Saros was playing out of his mind. Like he just wasn't he letting anything he in. Like quite good. you 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 can't really like. You can't say, yeah, sure, they didn't play a great first period, but that doesn't really mean they deserve to lose that game. They deserve to win that game. That's that's a game they deserve to win, and they ended up losing, and it wasn't because of anything they did. It was just because they met a goaltender with a really hot hand that night. Um, they played Colorado last night. Um, they got a back-to-back tonight with Arizona. Um, they didn't look great um, in the first period again. Um, Ryan Strom said he thought the, the game as a, as a whole was pretty good. I disagree with that a little bit. I thought I thought the Rangers, um, I, I, the the refereeing last night was was the officiating was um, was interesting. They were calling everything, um, and, and some of these Rangers penalties were pretty bad. Um, but there were others where it was like, ah, that, that's a really quite like you're you're calling that really tight, um, and you're and, and it's like, and I, I'm not a guy where it's like I'm a guy where if you're gonna call a game really tight, you gotta call it tight both ways. There was maybe one or two plays that the the the, the Avalanche, one or two penalties that were missed by uh, the refs on the Rangers that the Avalanche got away with, and sure the Rangers got away with a few too. Um, Ryan Strom had a horrific trip that just wasn't called, so it's like I get like you got to make up some calls, but the Rangers were undisciplined last night. They 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 uh, gave the a really good team. Um, Five shots at the power play last night, which isn't great. Yeah, um, not, especially against the Avalanche. That's just really not what you want. The last fifteen games, they're scoring five goals, five point two seven goals a game. They're really, they're really heating up. I mean, Kale McCarr is on pace for forty four goals this year. <laughs> He's looking good. McKinnon came back, and it's just like he he had this one move last night. It was just like he did like a, a quick deke spin spin move, and I'm just like he just like dances around guys, and it was like. He got like an okay shot off. It wasn't the best shot, but like it was just really like you just watch him play and you're like, damn, like he's only 26, 27 still. Like he's still pretty young. It's like hitting his um, prime pretty much. Yeah. It's just like, oh my God. So um, I would terrifying. say they are, um, th- for me, I would say they're, they're like probably the odds on favorite to win the cup. I think they're going to make a deep run this year. They just, they're just top to know. bottom. I don't know. I saw them on them. They're, they're definitely solid. I don't know. Do they, I don't know Their if they goal have the, is the only the, thing that's shaky about them. I would I like, say I like Denver. I don't know if they have the fortitude for the playoffs. I don't know. Just doesn't. I don't know if they have that that grind like the Lightning have. Not that I'm saying the Lightning are going to win the cup again, but I don't know. They seem like they're a really good like analytical team, and this is this sounds so like old man hockey, but I <laughs> I just don't know. I just don't know if they have that like that playoff, but. So they got to get it at some point. The Lightning didn't have it before they won the cup, so it'll happen eventually. I, I feel like this might be their year where they 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 win it just because it's I feel definitely like possible. After, after last year, McKinnon's comments like he was so angry when they got when they got bounced. Um, so I, I I just feel like you know he he's gonna want to go after it. Um, guy like Landis Cog who's a bit older, he he brings some vet presence. Yeah, maybe they 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 go after one guy in 
that they reassess at the trade deadline and and kind of go okay what's that one piece we need you can kind of go yeah. after a guy who who's been in the in the in the finals and has won a Stanley Cup or at least, yeah like I said has been in the finals um and knows how to um how to get over that hump I could, I could see them doing that but um, definitely they're a good yeah, damn mean, good team though yeah I mean they were they were up to nothing um after the first the rangers tied it up or not tied it up they they only went down one um so they they scored one so they're only down two one um they get scored on pretty quickly i think on a on a um an avalanche power play so it's back to three one um i turned the game off after that i was just like you know it's getting late i um i was pretty pissed off i didn't think they were going to be able to come back from that gochia scores one with um a decent amount of time left in the third i saw and then um I think it was an empty net by Nichushkin, um to to seal the game at four two. So um, a little bit better than the the seven three loss. And the seven three loss, I will chalk up to rookie goaltender going against yeah, the best team in the league. That's and the Rangers were coming impossible off of, task. And the Rangers were coming off of uh, it was a back to back. It was the second you know they they were in Chicago the night before. I heard they didn't get on their flight home from Chicago until midnight. Some guys didn't get home Ouch. till three in the morning, and you just played a and you you just beat that you put a beat down on Chicago, and then you got to face you know you're getting home at three in the morning, going to sleep at three in the morning, um, and then you got to get up and and play Colorado. What you know, if you wake up at nine o'clock, ten o'clock? You got to play Chicago. What nine hours later? Yeah, that's that's gonna... that's just a tough thing to. To handle, so I, I can't really, um, especially on the I, road, nonetheless. That seven three loss, you brushed it off. But last night, um, undisciplined, probably could, could have been more competitive if you didn't give if you didn't give them five chances at the power play. But overall, I thought um, it was an okay game. I'm hoping they can um, they can get a good win out of Arizona tonight. Um, kind I of, hope so. Kind of get them back <laughs> into the groove, especially since they're playing Vegas on Friday, um, and then they get a little bit of a break before they play Montreal. But um, one thing that I, I didn't have on our list that I want to touch on is the Rangers. Like I said, it's a little bit of a skid. You, you lost two straight. You lost two back to back. So far this month, you have one, two, only three, nine to go. Four. Yeah, it's like yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Um, yeah, they, they've won one, two, three, four, five. They've won five games out of their eight. So, um, they're five and three right now. Um, I, that's, that's pretty good. I would say, um, sure. It was a one, nothing loss against Nashville. You lost against Colorado last night. The people are coming back out, the fucking trolls on the internet. And that just the old men who are like laughing, Coco or bust. Oh my God. They're, I'm like, it's two games. They just lost to the best team in hockey right now, and the one nothing loss was because Soros played out of his mind. It's like, are we watching the same team? Do you use your brain to think? How are you going to say a kid who just surpassed eighty two games? Laugh has just now played what would be considered a full season of hockey, and people are like, nope, he's a bust. He's a bust, dude. He sucks. He sucks. He's terrible. I'm like, it, he's nineteen years old or twenty years old, and he he just played his first. Full, what would have been full season? I'm like, cut the kid some slack, man. It's like it's ridiculous. I, like what? The, like, do you realize you're like the number one overall pick does not need to be someone like Crosby and McDavid or Matthews who immediately jump into the league and start making a difference. They don't have to be every year. It's like sometimes you're gonna have to wait for guys to kind of grow into um, the league a little bit, grow into their bodies a little bit. It's like, obviously, it's like he's just a kid. He's literally just a kid. Yeah, it's like 19. I don't know what happened over the course of the last half a decade on social media, but I, I think it kind of started on NBA Twitter, perhaps. I don't want to call them out, but the comments under, like, like that's kind of stuff, like the bust or, oh, this team garbage. I understand. You're frustrated, but how – how t- toxic and negative can these people be? Like, I understand it's like all fun and games and joke, but I feel like five, six years ago, you got people who were, you got some constructive criticism and there were some jokes, but like, it was pretty tame overall. It is just so, I really just try to avoid it at all costs at this point. I really don't follow anybody but my friends. And I just like, just kind of curious what they have to say. And I'll tweet out to my followers just because they want to listen to me for some odd reason. But like, it's unbelievable how negative people are and just how toxic people are. Like, guys, it's, it's not that deep. Like, it's really okay. Oh, 
Lafreniere hasn't hit a stride yet. That's okay. Kyle Palmieri hasn't scored. Okay, you know what? They, they, he probably should, but you know, he's had his chances. He'll get them. They'll, they'll, they'll come. Nobody's scoring the Islanders. It's just like people are just out of, out of, their, out of control. Is basically it's my nuts. Point. <laughs> it's like the fact that some people are calling Capo, um, Capo Yakupov. It's like <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. It's like, are we watching the same games? Because he doesn't look that bad. Like he doesn't look bad at all. He's he honestly has looked worse when he wasn't playing with Strom and Panarin. That line, this Panarin Strom Kako line, was one of the best lines the Rangers had going. I don't know why it got broken up. Um, Lafreniere, uh, Hedel, Gauthier is one of the most exciting lines in Rangers in, in recent memory for the Rangers because they're young. They just create a ton of chances and they're chaotic. Yeah, sure. Um, Maybe they'll turn the puck over here and more than you'd like them to. But it's like, I think the oldest person on on that line is is Gochi at twenty three. Yeah, like like he's twenty three. I only I think Hedo's only twenty two, twenty three too. Laugh is only twenty. So it's like you got to give guys time to grow into the league. And and like you said too, I, I, like it, it is something like social media, just guys who are taken so high up in these drafts across all leagues. It's like. If they don't have a stellar first season, everyone's already like bust. Get someone else, and it was yeah, like, it's crazy. Like the, the one person that comes to mind for me, um, since you mentioned NBA, was like Lonzo Ball. You know, he was taken with the second overall pick the Lakers a few years ago, and it's like two or three years into his time with the Lakers, everyone was like, "He's a bust, waste of a pick." He got Trade traded him, and everything, yeah. and it's like now in Chicago, he he's looks awesome. Like it. he's he's one of like the better players on Chicago right now. I I, I don't know what his um, how many points a game he's averaging and anything, but it's like I would like most teams right now the the Lonzo Ball that you, you let him grow up a little bit. He's twenty four, twenty five now. He's had some time to to work on the things he struggled with early on in his career. You would love to have him on your team. You would build a team. I don't. I don't want to say you'd build a team around him, but he's a piece you bring he's in close. to to, to yeah. yeah. He's getting to that point where you know maybe if he can take that next step to to be that franchise guy. Yeah, you build a team around him. So yeah, I I completely agree with you. I, I it just annoys me that Rangers fans oh. are calling you know these, yeah across these, the board two picks you know busts already. It's like second and third season in the league. It's like I and it's like what annoys me is it's like they, all these fans are going to be cheering for the Rangers. You know, hopefully fingers crossed in the next five years they win a cup. There's like oh I never doubted this yeah. team. It's like, oh, that's how it goes. Shut the fuck up. Five that's years ago you were calling people fucking busts, and now you're fucking trying to celebrate with all the people who who yeah. put up with shit. For the last five years, it's like the Islanders for the last two years of the conference yeah. finals. It's like you know what I I was here and whatever. I'm not gonna gatekeep <laughs> being a fan, but it's like I don't think people understand overall that these guys in the NHL, no matter if you're a first overall pick or a thirtieth overall pick or like a guy like Lonzo Ball, they have probably been since probably about three years old, literally dominating without trying the players they're playing against through Pee Wee Junior everything. So when you get to play against the other best guys in the world, it's obviously going to be a big step up and you have to figure it out. And you can't just rely, you can't rely all on this natural skill. You have to learn the system, especially a tough system like Gallant or Trots, and you just have to get used to it. Like you're playing now, you're being locked down by Patrice Bergeron now and not whoever is from Winnipeg that's only playing junior B for the rest of his life. Like it's just it's it's a big jump. These guys can just do whatever it's, it's, they want yeah, for it's, eighteen it's, years. It's like the same thing with like NFL guys where it's like you draft a guy early in like the first round or like a, it's like a high pick and it's like he struggles his first year. It's like you know people are freaking out. They're like, oh my god, is he going to pull it together? I'm like, no. Here's the difference: if, if you have to play in college for three years, if he elects to play four years. And he gets drafted, or if he gets drafted after his junior year, or he gets drafted after his senior year, he's not playing against college guys anymore. He's it's the you're best playing of the against best. professional it's guys. The, it's it's the college all star team. <laughs> yeah, you're playing against guys who some of these guys have like like you're going up a guy against a guy like McDavid. McDavid's been in the league now for what six years at this point. This is crazy. First like, of all, <laughs> absolutely insane. Um, but like he is. He is someone that is always like he he dominated um, his whole entire life, and he's one of the only guys who has stepped into the league since maybe Crosby and just immediately 
was making an impact for his team. Um, so the overarching point here is give, <laughs> cut guys a fucking break. There's yeah. no need to jump online and start calling guys busts because why isn't that deep? We can just like take a shot. Though. It's like it's like the same thing with like Keandre Miller. People are jumping down his throat. He's 21 years old in his second season. Everyone's like, oh man, he's he's not looking like. Uh, where's all the hype after last year and everything? It's like, bro, guys are allowed to have a bad game every once in a while. It's just very old man Yossi Cloud. Like, congrats. Like, you were all – I work a nine-to-five. And you like. and you wouldn't say <laughs> shit. And it's like you wouldn't say that they suck and they're a bust to their face if you saw them. You'd fucking – Ask for their autograph. You'd oogle and ogle and be like, oh, my God, look who I met. Yeah, and exactly. Like, you know, stop being a loser. Also – Everybody's a loser basically is my point. Oh, yeah, everyone's right. a fucking loser is basically <laughs> what we're trying to say here. Um, we're going to get canceled. I don't give a fuck. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a billionaire soon. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Um, what, what another thing I didn't put on the thing uh, on on the this, the topics to discuss is like two weeks ago the Rangers teased this thing um, Rangers reading mean tweets which is like five years too late. Oh to yeah, like be, I saw that. Be, be doing a it's mean definitely way thing. too late on the trend. Um, they have not released it yet. They te- That's right. So they tweeted about the teaser and then dropped the teaser and then haven't released it since. So I'm I'm at this point. Like just wondering, were the meat? Like you obviously did it, but like were the tweets too mean? Like you rewatched it and went like, oh, like is it is is this too? Like I don't I don't understand what's going on anymore. The Rangers, <laughs> their social media game has stepped up in the last two years, but it's like, who, why are we holding on to this? This should have been released just th- when you tweeted. We have something huge coming, and then it was just a teaser to a mean tweets video. You should have just you should have just kept the teaser out, and you should have just dropped it. Yeah, it's a tough one. But um, speaking of old man yells a cloud, uh, our last item of the day, um, I don't have too much on it, but you know, you put it on there, uh, is John Torella. I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but he basically said that Trevor Zegers's uh pass to Sonny Milano, where he faked the Michigan and flipped it up, and Milano batted in is bad for hockey because he wants kids to practice good habits and not doing that crazy stuff. But I don't know. I it's exciting. It's I, I I think Torres gets a bad rap because he's kind of like a, a a jerk to some of the players, but I respect his old school mentality and kind of how he operated. He was a coach in the league for like over twenty years. He obviously knows his stuff. He's a Stanley Cup champion, but um, he does have some bold opinions, and probably this one is the wrong opinion. <laughs> yeah, I only put it on here just because like it was a topic of discussion a earlier earlier too. in the week. Yeah, former Rangers coach, so it was just like. And like a lot of people, I think like um, I think Tockett on TNT, like not on air, but like was telling Biz because Biz said this on Chico. It's like Tockett was like, I would have ripped his fucking head off if we were on the ice again. Um, yeah, and I was like, playing against him, and like that's just that's fine. Like, yeah, sure. If you want to, if you're on the opposing team and you want to like hit this guy because he did that, like it's not gonna stop him from doing that. Like, sure, you could say like I would have fucking killed him, but who cares? Like, it's it's cool. Um, it helps the game grow. Um, I, I, a lot of, I, I, I think ultimately why like a comment like that hurts the league is because, um, you're basically saying, oh, we want the game to be like it was, you know, you a wrap around the net stuffed with the blocker face wash, yeah. pushing, shoving, you do the face off instead. You, and it's like, sure. Zegers could have just made the pass to Milano who was a wide open and had a wide open net to scored <laughs> anyway. Um, like that, that was the play that could have ended up happening, but he decided, you know what? I'm just going to finesse a little bit. And, um, Milano gets that goal, and it's a cool goal. It's what you're talking about. Kids obviously people are want to see cool stuff. Yeah, are, and it's like kids who aren't playing. It had 50 million views in 24 hours. People don't want to see like as much as it's like valuable in the game. Like nobody, we've talked about this so many times. Like nobody notices the little intricacies of the games going on, like the little chips, the plays off the boards. You know, the little pushes that separate guys with the puck. Nobody cares. Nobody wants to see that. If you're a casual fan, I want to see it. You want to see it because we know like what's going on. But the average sports interviewer who only watches like the NBA and the NFL, they're obviously going to be like, Oh my God, like they, Trevor Zegers just like did that. Like, that's crazy. Like I kind of want to watch that. Like that looks yeah. awesome. Like that, like, like he's a young kid. And now anyone who sees that clip, you know, a kid who has an Instagram 
doesn't play hockey, doesn't watch hockey, sees that and goes, that's really cool. Maybe they yeah. go, you know what, now I want to play hockey. Yeah, exactly. I, want, I want to give hockey a try. Or they go, you know what, I should probably start watching this because is there more of that going on? Exactly, I agree. It doesn't hurt the league. The comments came off as it hurts the league because uh, you're, yeah. taking, you're taking stuff away from the game. It doesn't take away from the game. It only adds to it, like I just said, 50 million views in 24 hours. That does not hurt the game. That grows the game that you're saying is hurting for money. You fucking bums. <laughs> yeah, like if you want to stop it on the ice, by all means, go and stop it on the ice. But you gotta let the guys try. I mean, have some fun with it. Yeah. Pathetic. A lot of, um, a lot of complaining this week from just everybody, like us, that everybody else in the world, just everybody has an opinion this week, which is like, that's fine. But that's what we're here um, for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Um, to give our I guess, and opinions. I guess congrats <laughs> to Drury for uh, voice crack minus one. Um, Congrats to Drury, assistant GM of uh, U.S. Hockey yeah. in the Olympics, whatever. Yeah. Who cares? Bill Guerin, former Islander GM. But how does I mean? I, I Drury must have the 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 secrets, the darkest of secrets. He's got the files that the NHL doesn't want out. <laughs> like he he has to have the darkest of secrets because there's <laughs> no way that this guy just keeps getting all these opportunities and all these jobs and. When, when you look at it from a Rangers fan perspective, it's like you, you kind of said our biggest priority is to bring in a top six winger because we traded away a top six winger and you <laughs> haven't done that yet. And um, your response to Niels Lundqvist being sick is bring back Libor Hayek, who last night arguably had one of the worst games in his life. And if the Rangers came out and said, yeah, we sent Libor Hayek to the sun, I would have been like, that's, that's fair. That, that's not that's far fair. enough. <laughs> um, like, how is how is Libor getting called up still when you got a guy like Zach Jones who I think has like 15 points in 19 games down in the AHL? Like, how is he still sitting down there? It's like, like, sure, he's not six. Sure, he's not six foot two ten, but you know what? He's five ten, a hundred ninety, and can move the puck around and has 15 points in 19 fucking games. You scrub. <laughs> Fuck Chris Drury, man. That guy's a fucking moron. <laughs> That would be my side. first. That would be my first order of business if I if I bought the. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I'm firing Chris Drury <laughs> immediately. It's funny how things change, but yeah. And right side, Robin Sather gets gets flying. sent to the sun. Yeah, you don't like him either. Right side, Robin Sala's been playing for the Islanders. That's a plus in my book, but <laughs> <laughs> that's all. All right, Should we do the lock of the week. Um. Yeah, lock of the week is the all Rangers right. are going to win four two tonight. I respect it. We'll see. Hey, the, by the time this comes out, the people will know. So. We'll see. And I think the Islanders they got this week before we record next is at home, three games, Boston, Vegas, Montreal, going to loss against Boston. They're going to beat Vegas and Montreal. It's going to be a good week, two and one, calling it now. If they don't beat Montreal, I just give up. But um, Boston doesn't have Bergeron and Marchand, so we'll see if they can grind one out. But, yeah, those are my yeah, – uh, Yeah, so I think – actually, I change it. If it's going to be a 4-1 win against the, the, the Arizona, I, <laughs> I didn't think – Struck them with a goal, hey? <laughs> Yeah, uh, they're they're five twenty and I think three. <laughs> so um, yeah, they lose a goal there. I think Phil Kessel scores the only goal. Wink, wink. Uh, he's been linked to the Rangers for I, was I say think future. all hey, season. Don't sell them short. They're five twenty and two. Don't you dare sell them short with that extra OTL. <laughs> <laughs> I was giving them an extra point. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they lost the goal. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, so they'll win tonight, and then they got uh, one, two, three, four, five games after that. Uh, probably a tight game against Vegas. I really don't know how well Vegas – I mean, Vegas is kind of turning it on now. Um, yeah, 17-11-0. Uh, yeah, so they're kind of turning it on now. They had a r- rough start at the beginning of the season. Could be better. They seem, be, they seem to be clicking. So I think it'll be a tough – a tight game against Vegas. Uh, Montreal should be a win. Um, Detroit should be a win. And then they got Florida and Tampa. Um, those will probably be back-to-back losses um, unless – Something miraculous happens. Florida Tampa, also I mean, po- gave up eight goals to Ottawa last night. That's so. yeah, I, I did see that <laughs> yesterday. That was pretty crazy. But um, Tampa's missing point right now for a considerable amount of time. I think Sorelli's back in the lineup for them. Kucherov's out again. Um, surprise, surprise. Um, wink, wink. Nice. Yeah. Back for the playoffs. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> yeah. So out of the six games, win tonight. I, I don't. I honestly, the Vegas game is a toss up to me. It could. It could honestly go either way. Uh, I I think they go 500. I think they they finish the, they finish the month of December three and three, uh, a couple fair. wins here and there. But uh, I think they'll probably lose against Vegas, Florida, and Tampa. But you know maybe they surprise me and they'll lose tonight and they'll beat Tampa somehow. <laughs> um, hey. So 
I, I wouldn't put it, I wouldn't put it past the Rangers at this point. If I've learned anything, <laughs> you never know. You never know. So yeah, all right. You got the uh, you got the number of the week, which yeah, we so do I, remember midweek, or you, I should say you do remember this week that we did not write down what numbers we've used. Yeah, so. no, we. I, I realize that we have not been writing these down, so I don't know which ones I've done, and I'm not gonna listen back to all the episodes to yeah. listen to all the numbers I've done. We'll we'll I do ne- it eventually. Not now. We're we don't get paid to do this, so we're not gonna do that. Yeah, exactly. Once once Kevin's on the payroll, we'll start doing it. Um, Come on, Shiba Inu. So um, yeah, so basically. Um, we I'm, done in, I'm, in, I'm in safe moon, bro. <laughs> oh, she, my she, bad. She, she was done. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I think I got a number I had already done before, so then I redid it. And um, and then I got a number that no one's ever worn for the Rangers. So um, <laughs> then I redid it a third time. And I got 75. And only two players in the Rangers history have oh, ever won go. the number 75. One of the more current Rangers. That's a weird number. Ryan Reeves. Um, Brandon mm. Halverson was the first Ranger to wear oh, uh, yeah. 75. Um, he was a goalie. Um, yeah. Only played one game. He's literally only played one NHL game ever. And maybe it was for the from, Rangers. He, he was really good in college. He had a lot of hype coming out of college. It was like Harvard uh, or something, maybe. Let me see. I don't know. He played. Um, no, he. he um, I'm trying to think. When did he get. Yeah, so. He, he played in the NHL. Who, who the hell am I thinking of? Oh, Adam Huska, maybe. Maybe he was a he. Uh, Tyler Wall played in college too. Uh, he played he, for UMass. Um, oh, not Amherst. Adam, Adam Huska played for UConn. Okay, yeah. So that's probably who I was thinking. Yeah, he of, played but. for UConn. Wall played for UMass. Um, it wasn't Amherst. It was another UMass school. Um, the smaller school too. Um, like one of their satellite schools, but he he he, he kind of lit it up there. But uh, yeah, Brandon Halverson only played one game in uh, for the Rangers. Um, I don't even think game. he plays anymore. Um, he only played thirteen. Of, he only played thirteen minutes in that game. Also, I just saw. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. His his, his hockey um, re- reference page just stops after the 2018-19 season at twenty two. This um, one says he was in the e- ECHL last year, but does not have any stats for this year. So. Yeah, he played four so games in the ECHL, and sorry, cut you off. Four games in the ECHL last year, and then two in the AHL the year before. So I don't know if his career is continuing. Yeah, no. Um, I yeah, I probably just stopped playing. Um, yeah, but he played one game for the uh, for the Rangers, uh, thirteen minutes. He uh, had an eight point three three save percentage, <laughs> and um, came that up was with, a, came up with goal on five shots. Oh, poor guy. Yep, that's, that's about tough. it. Um, yeah, just just a brutal, brutal. Uh, Br- yeah, brutal he, he 13 minutes NHL, for him. So he's well better than either of us will ever even imagine being. So good yeah. for him for making it. Credit to that. And um, like I said, the only other Ranger to wear 75 outside of that is currently Ryan Reeves. Who, fan um, favorite. Yep, fan favorite. Um, who's played? He's played way more games than I think. I told you. I told, I told you. People, I knew it. Um, <laughs> give him credit for I mean, I he, only has, he only has 107 points. But he's played in 710 oh, games. Oh, I think he meant just this year. Damn, that is a lot overall. No, 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 no. I mean, I knew he was probably going to be a mainstay in the lineup. But, um, oh, you said like half. <laughs> I, I did say half. And that was, I think, when Kraftsoff was still on the team, I think. Fair enough. That's also fair. Before, <laughs> he blew up everywhere. But yeah, yeah. Once Kraftsoff left, I, I, I kind of I ate crow on Ryan Reeves. Um, and But you know what? He's a fan favorite off the ice, so I honestly I don't mind him on the ice <laughs> that much. Um, but yeah, no, 710 games this guy's played. He's getting a um, point every seven games. That's really not that bad. I couldn't no. do any better. Started his career in St. Louis in uh, the 2010-11 season at 24 years old um, and was just a mainstay in that lineup uh, since they then. Love, they love him there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was on um, – he was on that team for from 2010-11 up until the 16-17 um, season. Um, and then in 17-18, he split time between Pittsburgh and, and then I think he got claimed by Vegas. Um, so, yeah, he played Vegas in 2017-18. And then he played in Vegas from 2017-18 season until the 2021 season. Um his most games he's played was 2019, 2020 at 33 years old. He played in 71 games. Um, let's see what, how many, what was his worst? So his worst year in, in terms of penalties was in 2013, 14, he had 126 penalty minutes. And only 63 games also. Impressive. Oh, yeah. Only 63 games. He was somehow only a minus one. Um, 
Candy Any wise, from on the ice. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, right now he has six points. Uh, he's got a zero neutral plus minus twenty penalty minutes. Um, no goals yet. So that's the story of Ryan Reeves, fan favorite <laughs> in, in the New York Rangers locker room. I think uh, he's a quote machine, and the Rangers owe me some t-shirts. That's facts. It's all facts. But yeah, I think that's uh, about it. We can. We're over an hour already. Oh my god, that went by so fast, but. We can wrap it up. Rangers are going to start in 10 minutes. So, Yes, they are. Uh, well, thank you, everyone, for listening and getting this far, if you have. Uh, we yeah, appreciate God, you God greatly. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> make sure you subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast platforms you listen to. Give us a five-star rating. Leave us a nice little review. Share the podcast with your friends, your family, uh, your mom, dad, sister, dog, cat, whatever. <laughs> um, and, yeah. We appreciate you. Follow all the social medias from Broad to Bell on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, follow our personal accounts. They're linked in the bios. And uh, Kevin, you got anything else? Nope. That's it. All right. That's it for me. We'll see you everyone next week. Peace. Peace.